The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What is that? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome in, everybody. It's hour three of In This League on the Sports Grid and the Mightier 1090 in San Diego. You know what that means. I am Scott Bogman at Bogman Sports, joined by Casey Bubba at BDN Trick on the Twitter machine. Bubba, it's your birthday this week. Happy birthday. You're turning. 37 years old in a row. That's right. Uh, How is your birthday going, man? It's good. It's good. I appreciate the the, the love there, but it's good. It's just, as you know, as you get to a certain peak, it's just another year. So um, I literally forgot exactly. My wife had to remind me what the actual (laughs) number was because I just stopped caring. I could do the quick math. It's really not that hard when we were born in 83. But uh, yeah, it's one of those kind of deals. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, let me know when we get to 40. It'll kind of, you know, at least be a number. Right, right, exactly. What was, uh, do you remember, like, do you, is there a birthday that sticks out in your uh, head, e- either good or bad, either way? In my head, um, probably not really. I guess the best one would be when I turned 18 because I was one of the older kids in high school and I had a, a fake ID. Don't turn me in now. It's a little late on that one. But um, <laughs> so we always knew where the parties were on Friday and we had uh, a entertainment of the night show up for that evening, which was a big deal when you're in high school at 18 years old. Wow, yeah. And, it is. Uh, and then we had a couple of kegs. So I'm, I'm not going to forget that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, uh, I mean, I, I've had a lot of good birthdays, but of course the one that sticks out in my memory so much is I believe it was the first year is either the first or second year after I moved to Arizona and the Steelers played the chargers in the AFC championship game to go and play against the Niners in the Super Bowl. And obviously, since the Steelers have never played the Niners in the Super Bowl, you guys all know how that ended. The Steelers had a great year, but that was um, he just came up short on my birthday. I was uh, not very happy, of course. But see what see what's cool, though, is you have the chance to watch your team play in the playoffs on your birthday. I've had the luxury of watching a World Series game on my birthday. Like you get kind of cool stuff like yeah. that. Otherwise, you're just kind of bored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, n- navigating your birthday. Like I told my my buddy 
uh, his, I think all of his kids have been born in July and I'm like, you're doing, you're doing the right thing. Like have them all be born in July. So there's no sports scheduling conflict, except maybe the all-star game. If you want to go to it, but, uh, we're going to take a break when we come back. We're going to talk a little bit of baseball. So stick with us. We'll be right back. It's in this league on sports grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Welcome back, everybody. It's in this league on the sports grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm joined by Casey Bubba. Follow him at BDN Trick. And Casey, please tell everybody where they can find all of your amazing work. I appreciate that. Uh, BDN Trick on Twitter, like you said, you can find everything there because I'll tweet it out like crazy. But Bench with Bubba is my flagship podcast. Uh, I do it at least once a week, trying to do twice a week, at least every other week when uh, time permitting. But we, I, I have a two scheduled for next week, so we're starting to crank back up where I can with work slowing down, the real job and all. So we got that going on. I'll be writing at rotoballer.com, doing some DFS and season long. And if you like golf, I got you covered the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. But uh, just follow me on Twitter, and I'll tweet everything way too many times. Now, it's tough for us here, uh, Mr. Birthday Boy, to – talk about baseball with the series ongoing because you know this show comes out on saturday some people listen to it on sunday or monday so the series are you know going to be wrapped up by monday we know that and we'll know who is playing in the world series uh but there have been some things happening in these series that i would love to talk about and the very first one and i i don't think that welsh and i really touched too much on this in the most recent baseball pod but what was with Walker Bueller getting so upset about the the pants question? His pants were super tight, and everyone on Twitter was talking about it. And then he, I, I'm assuming it's because they lost that game, but he said, this is not the time or place. I don't know. I might have fired back with, a, well, it's never a time or place to wear the, uh, pants that tight, man. What are you doing? So uh, that was just a, a funny thing that, a bunch of people noticed. Were you uh, sharing in that Twitter trend? No, I didn't really care because if I was Walker Bueller, I would have piped back and said, well, did you like what you saw or something along those lines because you're staring at my tight pants. But um, I, I really don't care. The only time I have tight pants on is because I ate too much the last month and I need to probably <laughs> either lose some weight or uh, go get some more pants. So it's never an issue for me. 
that I, I plan on doing. Some guys like it that way. I, I it seems uncomfortable to me, but I think it is odd. I think he probably got mad because they just lost game one. He's supposed to be the ace. He's supposed to go out and set the tone. Uh, he didn't pitch horribly, but uh, didn't get the W. That's what they're there for. So it could be worse. There's been some worse questions uh, so far this postseason, but yeah, everyone's focused on that. A lot of the uh, women of Twitter were very excited about Walker Bueller's situation. Just going to put it out there like that. All right. So, um, yeah, it was good. I, I, did, I didn't comment on it, but I sat and watched it and laughed going, man, if this was like reversed roles and guys are tweeting about this stuff, we'd all be canceled. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we know we can't we can't be doing that, of course. Uh, but uh, what were the, what were the other questions that, that you're talking about that were worse than the, the oh. pants tight questions? So after game two, Braves Dodgers, when the Dodgers came back and almost came, I, I think the Braves were up eight to two or eight to three or whatever. And the Dodgers almost came back and won it. And uh, Melanson came in and shut it down, came in for one out, got the out. So in the post game, Dave O'Brien, I believe, of the one of the Atlanta beat writers, he asked Mark Melanson, um, so what can you take away from this game? Because, you know, you guys almost blew it and all this stuff. But he was one of this whole diatribe, like momentum's in the Dodgers locker room and all this stuff. You guys are up 2-0, but what can you take away from it? And all Melanson did was looked at him and goes, I don't think I understand your question. I'm not going to answer it because it's a dumb question. <laughs> well, Melanson uh, also proving to be one of the cooler guys in the yeah. world where he's caught two homers in the bullpen so far. Both by Albies. Both Albies. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's a pretty incredible feat. Uh, are you are you uh, did you participate in the two early mock? Is that still going? Yeah, I'm in the two early mocks with the Welsh and we uh, we were the first ones to start League One. And now we're one of the slowest ones in the entire thing. So we're still going on. Um, so, uh, let, let me ask you this. Has Randy Rosarena gone yet? Yes, he has. Uh, if you'd like me to pull up where he's gone, I can tell you all the fun stuff there because, um, it's been a point of contention. As you know, I heard you guys talk about it this week. It's very interesting to see where he's going, but a Rosarena has an ADP of 111 in our league. He went to pick 126. The lowest is 142. Highest is 96. Is yeah. So, you know, his, postseason performance has been absolutely incredible and i don't think anyone can deny that but you know we see this on occasion where a guy has an amazing postseason and then is unbelievably overdrafted uh i don't know that this you know what you said 111 is his adp in the two early mocks Uh, yeah he's player 111 adp is 117 my bad okay so 117 uh do you think that that's probably about where he's going to go or do you think that the hype is going to cool down once the postseason comes to a close and you know like if the rays are in the world series then he's just okay or not good do you think it's going to fall completely off what's your opinion on that well once he wins the alcs mvp and then the world series mvp it's going to be tough for him to go any farther down but i think come march it's the best part about these two early mocks is i I did some stuff a couple weeks ago with some people about looking at last year's two early mocks and then looking like an NFBC ADP in March this year and seeing the differences. Um, the two early mocks should also be called like the recency bias mocks. And that's what a lot of it, that's what a lot of it is. Cause you, you go through like Cattell Marte is going so low because he had a rough 60 games. I'm sorry. That's a s- extreme value. Randy Rose Rain is one of the guys getting the bump. He's good. He's deserves to be, you know, on a roster this year, power speed combo, decent average, but let's be real. Like, do we expect him to do this the whole time? Maybe. Am I going to be willing to pay that price for him? No, not when there's guys going around him. I'd rather uh, take a chance on and whatnot. So I think he goes farther down than this. I, I'd say he's probably around more like 140, 150 come okay. February, March, but not uh, not this price tag. 
Yeah, I mean, I just looked up on uh, Baseball Reference his, uh, you know, his postseason stats here, and he's hitting 404 with five homers, uh, one swipe, seven RBI, and um, how many? Twelve runs so far. So he is uh, he is playing incredible so far uh, th- this year. And I think why is that? I think this is including. Stuff, including his um, last season. Yeah, he's, hitting, he's, hitting, he's hitting close to like 470. I had to write about that on Thursday. So I looked it up closer to 470. Just he's, he's hitting nine of 11 games before uh, game five started. Yeah, it's uh, just looking. I uh, Did they have today's game in here? I don't know. No, it's at four, 442. 442 with five. It, it's the same five homers. And he doesn't have a swipe this year. It's the same five homers and 12 runs and all that stuff. I just, uh, I remember when. Welsh is doing all of his card breaks uh, mm-hmm. that every other card is, was Randy Arena on the Cardinals as a rookie. And he was kind of the filler guy. It seemed like, uh, you know, before the season started and all that. Uh, the, the last baseball question I have before we uh, start talking some football in the next segment, why is everyone so mad at what Zach Granke said? He just said he, he was happy with no fans. I, I think everyone knows that he has social anxiety. I think he's weird on top of that, of course, but I don't uh, like this was not a surprising thing for him to say that he was, you know, he's enjoyed this season because there haven't been fans. Let's be real. He's had some of his best career moments in Kansas city. So obviously he doesn't want fans in the stands. This is what he is. <laughs> this, this is what he does, but no one should be surprised by this. You mentioned the anxiety thing. Like it's a severe thing with him. There's, there was yeah. moments where he didn't want to sign certain places. It's not like it's a minor thing for him. It's a major implication for him. So you, it makes sense. And then, you know, you should be glad guys are open. I, I appreciate guys when they open up about things. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, because these guys are human beings too. We talk about it a lot, trying to evaluate talent. As we don't know what's going on off the field. Like a part of that interview where he talked about the fans, he mentioned before he got to San Diego for the bubble, that in San Diego was the first time he saw his wife and kids the entire season. Wow. So you like talk about what some of these players are going through when we start evaluating the seasons they had and things. Not all players are the same. Don't get me wrong. Like we've seen Freddie Freeman with his wife and kids, but some are. And we need to like, we don't know all the answers and the way he's already got the social issues. I could see why he loved this season. And then he made a comment also that he, he was glad that someone with the Astros talking about Dusty Baker finally trusted him in game four to let him throw an extra inning because he doesn't feel like people believe in his talents in Houston. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that might be a little too honest. Like, yeah. The, uh, the other stuff, yeah. The anxiety stuff and not liking the fans in the stands it, it are, you know, not surprising at all. I did see a Reddit thread where a bunch of people were coming to his aid and saying, "Hey, look, we were just standing around. He walked right up to us and signed stuff without us asking." So, like, he knows it's part of the gig, but uh, you know, he's got anxiety issues. So, with that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to start diving in on some of these games from Week Five. Uh, week six, excuse me. Uh, so we'll be right back after this. It's in this league on the sports grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it, stop it, don't do that. I'm here for you. Oh, in this league. <laughs> you are Welcome back, everybody, to Sleep on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman, and I'm here with Casey Bubba. We're going to talk about week six and our betting trends and everything, but we have first got to give it up to Bubba. He had a fantastic week this week. The Welsh and I, not so hot. Uh, you were uh, eight and four against the spread and seven and five on the over-under, so take a victory lap, man. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. And considering um, a couple of the games that I missed on were some of my favorite, I went one and three, or one and two on the uh, parlay. So some of my top <laughs> plays, not so much, but everything else came home beautifully. And uh, I'm just going to throw this in here real quick while I have a chance. The Miami beatdown was outstanding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just throw that one out there. You know, <laughs> well, another reason why COVID sucks is that's a literally like an hour drive for me. And I have a bunch wow. of Dolphins and Niner fans here. That would have been a game we would have gone to in 20 seconds, like in yeah. a heartbeat. And I usually I go to games like where my teams get their rear end kicked. I would have got to see an absolute beatdown, and I'm not obnoxious drunk or anything like that. So that would never have been an issue. So it'd been like pretty cool. <laughs> well, it's not, you know, if you know you're not an obnoxious drunk, it's a nice thing to know. But it's never, it's never about you. You know, it's about other obnoxious drunk people starting a bunch of s. You know, uh, I, I've never really liked that. I tell you what, some people, uh, some people, uh, look at me. Most people really, really, really enjoyed Tuesday night football. So, uh, you know, I think I think a, a permanent Tuesday night football, it, it was a fine idea, but I would like to replace Thursday night football with Tuesday night football. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on that? And did you enjoy the Tuesday night football? Yes, I did, because I got to watch one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL do it again without Adam Gase slowing him down. So that was great. Uh, I got to see Derrick Henry run wild. I got to see Derrick Henry and Johnny Smith on my benches in fantasy leagues do wonderful things on my bench because I couldn't roll the dice because the Titans are the Titans and I expected more COVID hits. But um, having football was awesome. It's great. It's well, it's great box because we talked about it before. We love action. Like this, yeah. this, this is getting people ready for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night action. This is what we do. So what what I want to you know suggest to you or ask you is Tuesday night's cool. I think Thursday night's horrible. I'm with you 100 percent there. I think yeah, it's so I bad. Like and I, I think we'll see this week with you know them playing Tuesday and then getting a week or at least not playing until Sunday. How much better that is compared to Sunday to Thursday situation. Just watch yeah, that. Yeah. But I would rather do the two Monday night games. I think that's so much more fun. 
So if you had to pick one, you would go two Monday night football games and then uh, no Tuesday or Thursday. No, but I would make it mandatory that there's always college on Tuesdays. Like if Maxion is not happening, we football needs to be there for sure, 100%. But there's got to be other conferences that can play. I think I think it's the Mountain West. They have a lot of Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays in their schedule because they're trying to cram it all in this year. You would obviously know way more about the college stuff than me. But I'd be curious about that. I mean, I got so lost in the schedule. I can't keep <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard enough to keep up with the NFL, with all the stuff that's happening now with, you know, Atlanta. Maybe uh, maybe them in Minnesota might get pushed back or not play this week. Who knows? Uh, you know, uh, Odell just got sent home uh, with an illness, but they're saying he, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, he <laughs> tested negative for COVID and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, it, it, I, it was just funny to me that everyone was like, oh my God, I love football on Tuesday. This is amazing. I'm like, well, we've had football on Thursday forever, you know, uh, for the last four or five years at least. So it's been a while. So I was just kind of surprised that everyone was so happy to have, uh, you know, Tuesday night football. I guess it's just, you know, uh, Sundays, not every Sunday, everyone can make it. I mean, obviously yeah. I make a priority and cut everyone out of my life that doesn't understand that uh sundays are for football and that's that you know but um not everyone is a psychopath like i am and i get that so they were uh happy that they were able to watch it now let me ask you this with josh norman just uh and look you got to give the guy credit he stuck his nose in there against derrick henry he made an effort for attack way better than stupid leon jacobs with the jaguars who i've seen you know, duck and cover away from uh, Derrick Henry a couple times and show no effort to try to make a tackle. Uh, he stuck his nose in there. Look, it, it's a funny situation. Hopefully that's not what everyone remembers from Josh Norman's career, but it's what they're going to remember in the next year or two is Derrick Henry throwing him off like he was a bug on a windshield. But what was your favorite when you're looking at all of the memes that have been made? What was your favorite one that, that you saw? Yeah, I probably haven't seen nearly as many as you have because you go down some rabbit holes that I am jealous of. <laughs> but um, I love one of the ones I saw where it was like it was simple editing that I could do. It was on top of Derrick Henry. It said Titans uh, Titans protocol and yes. Josh, Josh Norman with CDC guidelines. Like I thought yes. that was good. That one's genius, absolute genius. And then I like the one where they edited just Josh Norman out, and one was throwing him out of the front of the house. They, had, they put a house behind yeah, them. It just yeah, yeah, yeah. But the best one I saw, I think this morning, it was the stomp the yard where the break dancing and Josh Norman's doing the break dance in the middle of the poster, the movie poster. <laughs> that one was great. But I think the one where they're shoving the CDC guidelines, it's like so realistic. It's funny. It's my favorite one. My yeah. favorite one was they did, they put, uh, you know, um, uh, Titans COVID protocols. Yeah. And then it was just a COVID head on Derrick Henry, yeah. like, you know, the cell or whatever. And it was shoving him off that way that was the first one i saw too and that was my absolute favorite one so a uh, lot a lot of good stuff uh going there with uh the the memes and derrick henry and stuff and you're oh, right yeah. ryan Tannehill looked unbelievably impressive and i i don't think we haven't seen josh allen look that bad in a while he looked off do you think like there's been so much talk about it i know you've seen it and there's like some people making excuses this and that do you think it had anything to do with the weird schedule for the, the Bills, like starting up, stopping, starting up, stopping, where the Titans sure like, didn't help? Like yeah. the, like, I can't remember who. I think it was Pat McAfee was talking about it. Like the Titans, at least, every day the NFL said, no, you're practicing, no, you're not. So it's like the Bills always kept practicing like they were playing. 
and then they escape yeah. and shut down. Where it's different, like the the Titans are really resting. Like they had a yeah. long bye week. Like they weren't doing anything. So I'm curious. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think that's part of it, but I also think that it was just, uh, you know, when Josh, when your quarterback is that bad. And on the other side, Ryan Tannehill was playing so well. It's just hard to re-up and refocus. And, you know, you, you're setting up defenses and short. You're punting real quick. Like, it's just, uh, it, it's, you're letting, you're letting the Tennessee Titans defense breathe way too much. You need to keep them on the field and keep them gasping for air. And he was just, it was three and outs and turnovers were not good for uh, Buffalo. So that's why they're looking at adding Bell, obviously. Um Let's uh well let, look, you were amazing last week, eight and four, seven and five. We we've mentioned that. Not great on the parlay, uh, but you did you were one of two correct parlay picks because I missed all three of mine. You got one of three. Welsh also got one of three. So it wasn't a great week for that, but you did a great job in picking these games. So let's kick it off for week six, and we're gonna start with the Atlanta Minnesota game and the line I've got on that. Should this game go? And and I made this uh, rule with Welsh. If it changes by more than two points, either way, we'll re we'll redo it and I'll readjust the sheet here. I'll text you and, and you'll know and all that stuff. But um, and we might just take it off because if this game gets pushed, but uh, it's Minnesota minus four and a half hosting Atlanta. Fifty four and a half is the over. What do you have in that one, Bubba? Yeah, new new head coach in Atlanta about six weeks too late. So that's a good start. Yeah. But um I like Minnesota a lot. I know Dalvin Cook's not going to play, but Madison is obviously a very good talent, and that's not going to mean anything because Atlanta can't play defense, period. Uh, Irv Smith should should feast. I got Minnesota by at least a touchdown, so even if the line moves, not worried. Uh, give me Minnesota, but give me the under in this one. I think Minnesota you know, does their thing, runs the ball, keeps it slow, and Atlanta just has no answer. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you on Minnesota. I took the over because I just don't have a good feel on what uh, the um, – uh, on what the offense is going to look like in Atlanta, you know, when a defensive guy, and I said this earlier, so sorry for repeating myself, but uh, when a defensive guy takes over sometimes they like to run the ball and play good defense, which I don't know if you'll get from Atlanta. Anyway, uh, the next game here is Baltimore at Philly. Uh, Baltimore are seven and a half point road favorites. 48 is the over on that game. Yeah. Baltimore uh, looked real good last week huh? against Cincinnati. Got me wrong on that one, but yeah, uh, Going into Philly, a team that just has no protection for Carson Wentz, Baltimore's defense is going to feast. Give me Baltimore and the under in this one. Baltimore and the under. Uh, I took the over in this one because I do think that uh, Philly's defense actually plays decent, but I think that'll play into Lamar's hands. He'll have to run. So um, didn't run last week, had this knee soreness. They didn't need him to at all. But I do, you know, I, you should listen to Bubba on these picks, by the way. Like the over-unders, <laughs> he's gotten better. Way, way over me this year. So he's actually over 500 and I'm well under. So, but that's just how I see the game going in my head. Um, Chicago is on the road at Carolina. Carolina is a one and a half point favorite. 45 is the over in this game. Matt rules got um, the Panthers playing well. They've won uh, their last three in a row, but Chicago just beat Tampa Bay on uh, Thursday night football. So what are you going with in this one? I love what Teddy's doing with the under center. You got Davis being Christian McCaffrey light, lots of weapons in the passing game. Give me Carolina in this one, uh, covering the minus one and a half and give me the over the over under of only 45. I know they're respecting the bears defense in this one, but Nick Foles can move the ball. Carolina can't play defense at all. So this is one of those like 24, 21, 27, 21 type games, Carolina over. 
Carolina and the over. All right. Yeah. I went with Chicago, which of course makes me nervous because I, I trust Nick Foles. Like I trust myself to not drink soda when it's sitting right in front of me. You know what I mean? Like that, that's uh that's not a very high level of trust to have in Nick Foles, but there are some games he looked good on, on Thursday. And there are some games where, you know, he is big D Nick, you know, and he's making those throws and he's going through it and he looks great. And it's so weird that some of these uh, quarterbacks can have, you know, uh, four to five, a four to five game stretch where they look like hall of famers. And then, you know, for the rest of their career, they're Joe Flacco. So, uh, but we have to take a break here. So we're going to hit a break. When we come back, we'll finish up all these bets uh, for week six with Bubba. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, in this league. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Look at us. Look at us. Welcome back, everybody. It's in this league on the sports grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm joined by Casey Bubba at BD Entrick. We are talking about these week six games. And the next one on the list here, Bubba, is uh, going to be the uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are favored by eight. 46 and a half is the over. I'm very curious. The Welsh and I were split on this one. I won't tell you where we went. Uh, so you can be the tiebreaker here. Uh, but uh, your guy, Joe Burrow was four and Oh, now he's four and one against the spread after uh, getting stomped by Baltimore. How do you see this game playing out? This is a really tricky one. Cause Indiana's defense is pretty darn legit right now, but their offense like Phillip rivers looks broken. It was good seeing T Y Hilton get uh, a lot of targets last week, but that's a whole nother story. Um, Burrow's still going to throw the ball. He might get crushed left and right, but give me Sensi plus eight and give me the under in this game. I think both teams want to establish the run as long as they can before they start throwing it. Sensi under. I went with, uh, I went with Indy in the under. I don't just seeing what happened with, uh, Baltimore last week. Uh, I, I just, I have no confidence in this old line. They're going to get the guy bad. killed. Yeah. Like how long do you let him out, leave him out there to just get pounded? I mean, they're, they're, he's looking at the uh, bye week and, and uh, really, really hoping for it. He's you know praying I mean? that a future opponent gets COVID. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't be bad for him. Yeah. A couple extra days in an ice bath, you know, yeah. all that stuff. So, uh, but he he is getting beat to a pulp right now. But we know that you know the Bengals are going to uh, be drafting a bunch of offensive linemen in the next draft to try to shore that up be, or signing someone because it is absolutely ugly. You got to protect that guy. It, it, to be honest, I feel like to protect him, how about give the ball to Mixon a little bit more, even if it's short throws, you know, uh, make your offense a little more West Coasty, you know, yep. and uh, get some of those short throws in there. Two-step drops, go. Uh, how about this one? Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Uh, my Steelers are favored by three. 51 is the over. Uh, a pretty good battle here because the uh, Browns have their best start in whatever, a thousand years. And uh, the Steelers have their best start since 1979. So uh, it's great starts for both these franchises. 
Um, you know, Kareem Hunt says this one's for Miles. Okay. Uh, what do you, oh, wow. what? <laughs> oh, wow. Had you not heard that one you didn't yet? Hear that one yet? That's Ooh. a bold strategy, Cotton. Um, yes. I, would, I would, I would love to uh, have a spot on a couch next to you for this one because if Cleveland gets to any early lead, it'll be outstanding, <laughs> Peter. Outstanding, Peter. Yeah, um, my neighbors are not going to be very happy on Sunday. I think because this this does look like a tight game. So, yeah. how do you see it playing out? I'm going to take the pit minus three, but I think it's a really good game. Cleveland, like we always like to make fun of them because, well, they've earned it, but they're actually a decent football team right now. Pittsburgh's the better football team. Give me Pittsburgh at home minus three and give me the under. I think this is a back and forth old school uh, AFC North slugfest where they beat up on each other. Both got phenomenal uh, O-lines and D-lines where it's going to be a physical game. Pittsburgh under. Yeah, I mean, and I'm uh, we're lockstep on that game for sure. I am absolutely uh, Pittsburgh and the under with you on that game. Uh, I just think they're going to run the ball a bunch. I, I think who has more sacks, Garrett or Watt? I'll go with Watt just because they're going to need to try to catch up at one point in time, and Baker will hold it too long. Gotcha. Yeah, and I I hope that happens. I'm with you on that one. Uh, this game is finally getting played this week. Uh, the Broncos are at the Patriots. Um, New England, a nine point favorite, 45 points is the over under here. Uh, Stefan Gilmore and Cam Newton back practicing with the team expected to be able to go after all the COVID stuff going on. Uh, how do you see that one playing out? Drew Locke kind of questionable right now. He's getting in limited practice and no, no fan is even yep. getting in uh, practice a little bit here. I think it would be surprising if Fant went, I, I kind of expect Locke to go if he's out there practicing. So what do you see in this one? Yeah, Locke should go. Fant, they have no reason to rush him back. He's the future tight end for them to stop that. But um, he could. And I'm going to take New England minus nine. Uh, Belichick likes to prove people wrong on things. So it's one of those moments where a healthy Cam Newton and this team should just roll it home. So I'll take New England and the over. New England and the over. Which is dumber, by the way? This one is for Miles or the Titans using uh, everyone being mad at them about COVID for inspiration in their game. As bad as the hunt one is, it's the Titans because you idiots got COVID. Like, just <laughs> shut up. Like, just, and it wasn't just one or two of you guys because we've seen that happen and life goes on. It was like a quarter of your system. Like, be quiet. Yeah. How about uh, Detroit on the road at Jacksonville? Uh, three and a half is the spread here in Detroit's favorite, uh, a road favorite, and 54 and a half. Lots of points in that one. What do you see? I'm going to go with Detroit and the under in this one. you got to come off the bye week, healthy Megatron. Detroit will score plenty. Jacksonville won't be able to keep up. Detroit, healthy Megatron. Under. What? Uh, not Megatron. Dolliday. Megatron like <laughs> Dolliday. Uh, that bye week's going to be wonders for him. So give me Detroit, but give me the under because I don't think Jacksonville, like they're looking worse and worse every week. My buddy from Detroit, who's a Lions fan, was uh, over here watching the game with me this week. And I said, you know, they call this guy Mapletron, right? Talking about Chase uh, Claypool. Claypool. Yep. And he goes, no, no, they don't. And I said, yeah, they do. They, he's like, no, no one can be called Megatron, Mapletron, anything. He doesn't, get, Megatron. Silly, he doesn't get silly Canada humor. Come on. No, no, no. But he, he was just saying that no one gets the nickname because of Megatron. And then Chase Claypool scored four touchdowns in front of his eyes. So that almost was, had a fifth. Almost had a fifth. Yeah. <laughs> should, well, that one should have counted. So uh, that was a ridiculous call. But there were a bunch of bad calls both ways in that game. Uh, Houston is on the road at Tennessee. Tennessee is a three and a half point favorite coming off that big Tuesday night victory. 53 is the over on that one. How do you see it playing out? Tennessee and the over. Uh, good divisional game. Both teams can put up some points. Tennessee and even Tannehill, I have wrote it up for my Roto-Baller roto piece, uh, plays phenomenal against Houston. He loves facing this Houston defense. So 
I see it, uh, Tennessee and the over. Eric Henry against this defense that yep, keeps right giving up 100-yard rushers. And they're yep. down Bernardrick McKinney, too. It's uh, I think it's going to get ugly pretty quick in that game. Uh, the the uh, I almost said it. Washington, I already said it in this show before. Washington on the road against the Giants. Uh, the Giants are two-and-a-half-point favorites. 42-and-a-half is the over. Are you going with the Giants or the R-words? Well, in reality, the winner of this game is no one. So that's what stinks. Um, I'm going to take the Giants at home because, in reality, both bad teams, but they're better. Like, as bad as that sounds, they're the, they're the better of the bad. So give me the Giants, and I'll give me – hey, give me the over. Like, this is a horrible football – do not bet this football game. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I took Washington in the over. I said I have no confidence either way on the spread or on the over-under in this game. So that is one that we leave alone absolutely wholly and completely and don't bet it. Uh, the Jets are on the road against your Miami Dolphins. Your Dolphins are nine and a half point favorites, 47 and a half. So 2020 right there is the over right there. Uh, and they might be getting bell soon too. I mean, things are, uh, trending in the right direction for Miami. So, uh, your thoughts on that game? Yeah. I never thought I'd see a day where Miami is fit. Usually it's a plus nine and a half or something. So this (laughs) is pretty strange, but I'm going to take Miami. Um, we talked about it last week. It took a couple weeks, you know, no preseason to get going. They look better and better, a lot like that team that finished last year, but now they keep improving. I love the system there, and the Jets are really bad. And don't think some of these Miami players that were there when Adam Gase was there don't want to make a little point to him that this look yeah. at Devontae Parker and stuff. Miami over. Miami goes big. You know, I didn't even think of that. That is a great point to make for sure is uh, to get revenge on Adam Gase because he is awful. So uh, pretty easy one for you. Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Green Bay is a one-point road favorite. 54.5 is the over. One of the harder games to pick of the week, Bubba. What do you got? It is hard because both these teams play good defense, but in the end, it's Brady versus Rodgers, and they're going to make the play calls in the end. So that's what's going to happen. Ego is going to come in and factor. Green Bay coming off the bye, goes into Tampa Bay, gets the W and the over. Green Bay, over. Green Bay and the over. Did you – I think my favorite meme of the week – was the one where it was Khalil Claypool Mack. Uh, no, no, that that's great. Chase Claypool did one where yeah. he was, uh, you know, he photoshopped his head over Tom Brady. No, it was um, the picture of Khalil Mack in Brady's face and Brady's rolling his eyes. And then right underneath it, it was the bear attacking Leo DiCaprio in The Revenant. So, yes, I saw that one. That one was very, very good. Yeah, NFL memes is just, uh, they, they are so good at making those. I don't know how many people are working on those over there, but uh, I, I, mad respect. That is, uh, they make me laugh almost every single day, even when it's making fun of the Steelers. Some of them hurt, but uh, most of them, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, you have to, you kill everyone on there. So you got to make that joke too. Uh, three games left here. The Rams are on the road against the Niners. They're three-point favorites on the road. 51-and-a-half is the over in that game. How do you see it going? Niners are broken. Like, it's really bad. Watch, like, I know I just said they, the, the Dolphins killed them, but it's bad. Give me the Rams and give me the over. Like, these teams usually you know, have a shootout, but the Rams will come out victorious. Yeah, I took the Rams. I took the under because they just don't have a good feel, and I don't know if is San Francisco going to be able to score at all. Are they going to go back to Jimmy after clearly – playing him too quickly off of his ankle injury? Yeah, that's a great question because he like the first half when he played, it was he was lost, like horribly lost. He couldn't plan. He couldn't plan yeah. his foot and throw. So it was really, really bad. Uh, uh by the way, uh Bell is signing with the Chiefs. So 
Oh, uh, all those CEH shares. Uh, yep. I got to put my running shoes on to take that yeah. victory lap. So, oh boy. <laughs> you know, treadmill bogs. Mmm, mmm, tastes so good. afterwards too, as a reward. <laughs> <laughs> a nice cold one. That's a cold one to me. It's a Coca Cola. It's like uh, on a. It's like on a. Oh, my, Django Unchanged. Give you get you a tall one. You earned it. <laughs> uh kansas city at buffalo the chiefs are four point favorites 57 and a half is the over on that game it's a tricky one because buffalo looks so bad on tuesday but they're not that bad of a football team kansas city's look a little broken of late now trying to integrate and this loss to the raiders yeah yeah broken is maybe the understatement <laughs> there um and it's in buffalo if there's fans that'd be a big deal I'll take Kansas City to bounce back on this one. Give me Kansas City minus four and give me the over. A little Sunday night back and forth fun. Yeah, that one That one is uh, It's not Sunday night, though. It, the, that's the, the that's Monday right. night game that's because it got pushed back. Right. We get the stupid Niners and Rams that's on right. Sunday night football. I mean, I know the, the Niners were just in the Super Bowl, but everyone is hurt for them. And, uh, and you know, playing against the Rams, I don't know. At, at least even uh, in Pittsburgh into Sunday night. Have have the uh, have the fires calmed down at least in your area? Yeah. Yes, they have, but it's supposed to be hot this whole week, so we'll see if that continues. But yes, they've calmed down. Okay, yeah, at least at least the air will be clear yes. uh, during that game. Uh, the last game, the Monday Night Football game this week, Arizona on the road against the Cowboys. Obviously, no Dak from that horrible, horrible injury. Uh, the Cardinals are road favorites by a point and a half, fifty-five. Is the over on that game, Bubba? How do you see it playing out? It's a tricky with no Dak in play, and that was a tragic situation. Arizona's like they're two different teams. You never need to Jekyll and Hyde with them. Like on paper, they should roll in and dominate. But Monday night in the big D, give me Dallas on this one and give me the under as they're gonna want to run the ball as much as possible. I, I took Dallas, uh, but I did take the over in this game, which makes me like your your picks have been so good on the over-unders, you and Welsh. So whenever I'm different on both you guys, both of you have the under in this game. But I just, the the Cardinals defense is bad. The Cowboys defense is bad. I don't know how they don't play point for point. Um, so I, I kind of like Andy Dalton and DFS as a cheap option this week too. Uh, what are you thinking on Andy Dalton for this week? Yeah, he's not bad. My cheap options, you got Fitzpatrick and you got Tannehill at 5,900 each. That's just like, gravy for me that's really affordable and good but i don't mind dalton you have to play the whole weekend slate for that maybe a sun maybe a since there's two monday games there'll be a two-game slate everyone's going to focus on buffalo and kansas city you can get different with, with dalton all right well we are going to take a break here and when we come back we will finish it off with bubba's three game parlay or three pick parlay so we'll be right back after this break it's in this league on the sports grid SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to In This League. In the dark. 
Welcome back, everybody. It's In This League wrapping up. You hear Endless Love. You know that the three-hour tour is coming to an end now. If you would, please go check out the In This League Patreon, patreon.com slash army. And where we've got all kinds of stuff. We've got group me rooms. We've got live streams, all kinds of stuff uh, going on over there for you. If you would check it out, that'd be awesome. Bubba, a uh, three pick parlay. Uh, you go first and then I'll tell you what I'm picking. This was tricky this week, especially because I like to parlay my over unders and I'm not as in love with some of those, but I'm going to go with Carolina minus one and a half. I love them to win that game outright and big. Um, I'm going to go with Tennessee minus three and a half. I really like them to stomp up on the Houston Texans. And the third one was tricky. I almost went Green Bay because I think they obviously get it done, but I respect they're on the road against with Tom Brady. I respect that. So I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going Pittsburgh minus three. Ah, okay. Uh, th- I, I would not have picked any of those games, but I also did pick all um, you know, against the spreads, and so did the Welsh. We both took Detroit against Jacksonville, um, and that was Detroit minus three and a half on the road. And I know taking Detroit is dicey. Well, they, we were, both, high, they were high on my list too, so I, I get it. We both took your Dolphins because the Jets look terrible. Yeah, terrible, terrible, awful. And uh, Welsh's last, actually, no, no, I took Miami. He did not take Miami. He took the Chiefs to bounce back. And look good at Buffalo minus the four. And the last one that we we did both take, and it and it's you know for him it's being a masochist. For me, it's because I'm just playing the trend. Yeah, we took the the Rams minus the three, so that was uh, one of the easier ones to take. Uh, I don't mind that either. That's a good one. So, was there anyone uh, any other one that stuck out to you that you thought maybe you would take? Detroit was real close, real, real close. It's just like Detroit on the road would be the ultimate, like, oh, no, I'm not going to happen. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's totally, it should be so easy, and it, you know they'll make it difficult. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely they'll win by right. Three. They'll win by three. Yeah, they'll win by the three. Right, exactly. But that is going to wrap it up for us. Be sure to check us out on the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash army, and on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports for me, at BDN Trick for Bubba, and at Is It the Welsh for the Welsh. We'll, we'll see you guys next week. Take it easy, everybody. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.